Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. What's going on? Uh, well, that sounds encouraging. Uh, oh, this is getting even better. Uh, uh. If this keeps going the way I think it's going to go, this episode's going to get real short and I can get out of here early. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Let's see. Sarah is uh, out getting drinks with a friend, which can only mean one thing. Yeah. Ryder is going to wake up every 10 minutes. We're going to have some special guests on the show tonight. Yes, we are. Yeah. He knows, man. He just knows. Yeah. I don't know how he does he's it. He's lying there looking up at his ceiling and he's like, I'm going to fuck some shit up tonight. I'm going to fuck this shit up. <laughs> Dad seems like he's got some plans tonight. <laughs> and so do I. Yeah, that's right. He didn't invite me. That son of a bitch. Yeah, so I'm going to invite myself. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with you? Oh, man. It's a good question. I'm exhausted. We got a treadmill. <laughs> Hold on, wait, uh, let's just break this down. Are all of these things related? Are you exhausted because of the treadmill? Or is there something else going on? I think in part, because I'm now trying to... Are you using it, is what I'm saying. Okay. So in theory, it will give me more energy eventually. I wasn't sure if you were like, I'm exhausted and therefore cannot use the treadmill. So now it just sits there. Oh, I see. No, I... uh, In fact, I built a standing desk for it as well. Does the treadmill have an office job? What's going on? (laughs) For me. Oh, okay. (laughs) For me, while using the treadmill. Actually, it was for Melinda, but we both use it now. Oh, you like walk and do things on a... Right, exactly. Because yeah, that's why I'm exhausted, because like, I don't like to do that, because I don't like walking. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't. Here's the thing. If I'm going to do something for my health, I need to make it as quick as possible so I can burn more calories running uh-huh. than walking. Uh-huh. So like, I don't want to walk standing. I don't know how else you walk, but like, I don't want to like walk while I'm working. But I'll tell you what, if someone could find a way to walk while sitting, it'd be you, my friend. (laughs) But it'll burn like 20 calories in an hour Uh or or I can wake up an hour early, run for 45 minutes, take a quick shower. Yes. And that'll burn way more calories. True. True facts. And it takes less time. I want to work out Uh for as little time as possible. Okay. So you want intense workout for a short amount of time? No, I ideally I want no workout for <laughs> as much time as possible. Yes, that's okay. what I want. Right. But Great. also to burn the maximum amount of calories while doing that. Right. Exactly. Okay, good. There's I've I've read there's a noodle that is negative calories. No. Well, it, it okay, so hear me out. It is re- I'm, not, I'm not sorry, I shouldn't say that. I'm not saying no, you have not read that. I'm sure you've read it. <laughs> no, I've so here's the, I've looked this up and it's it's actually uh-huh. it's a real thing. Okay. I don't know like how much it costs or here's the, the real side. It's not a thousand dollars a noodle. I know it might be. It's yeah. not actually negative calories. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. so few right. that you by eating it you burn off the calories yes. that it takes. I believe this noodle is called celery (laughs) well that's another example right that isn't that actually people have said uh, nutritionists have said like celery raw celery has like negative right calories because it has like so little well it's basically water first of all exactly like it's just a big it's nature's sponge and then you're eating it and you're to grind through all that crap but here's the important part chris Uh uh-huh i don't like celery (laughs) yes i know i do like pasta (laughs) (laughs) 
So in theory, I'm very excited for this new journey you're going on. That is physical fitness. I'm excited for this for you. Chris, don't ruin this dream for me. (laughs) I have potentially found a way to lose weight by eating. (laughs) It's the thing I'm best at, Chris. You are really good at it. I've seen you do it. I know. I do it like if I keep doing it, I'm going to win something. My gosh, that is amazing. I have to. I have to put this. Someone's going to call us out on, that's it on Twitter. That's a Louis C.K. joke. Yes. No, it's a David Tell. Is it a David Tell joke? Yeah, he says it about masturbating. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I do it I, like right. if I keep, keep doing, doing it, it, I'm, I'm going to win something. something. Okay. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I listened to the two of them at the around the same time in yeah, my life. Yeah. Same. So they get they all blur together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, both of them very big into masturbating. So yes, right. <laughs> some of them in front of people, and some of them maybe also in front of people. Just talk about it in front. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Some of them talk about it and some people put their money where their mouth is. Man, not only their money. Well, that's true, too. I saw him once. Did I tell you this? David Tell? No, Louis C.K., the other one. I I saw I know where he lives, actually. I'm not going to say it on on the podcast, uh, even though like it's in a very specific spot in New York City. And most of these people, I think, are bots from Mexico that listen to us. Sure. Also, it's probably not that hard to find out just by Googling. No, it's not hard. No, no, no. But um, I, I was I was in a neighborhood and we were like. Uh, I was on a bus and we got off the bus and literally I got off the bus and he was standing right there. Like he had just walked out that door and was standing there and it was like, Oh, so that's where you live. Okay. And I was like, Hey, did you tell him you're a big fan? I was, I was like, Hey, I'm a big fan. And then he's like, Oh, thanks. And it was like, do the thing. And he's like, ah, oh, fine. And he just started just, yeah. just, cranking it right in front of me and I was like <laughs> I thought, thought you're you. gonna be like I'm a big fan and he's like oh thanks and you're like not the comedy I could take it or leave it but the way you sexually assault women oh my primo. gosh unbelievable I mean, it's so unique yeah never seen it before this is a uh, this took a weird turn anyway let's get back to you exercising <laughs> you can't see it but Chris put that in quotes yeah I was leaving the air quotes for the people who paid the patreons yeah <laughs> That's pretty much the end of it. Nice. All right. Yeah. So the desk. So d- during the workday, you're just clickety clacking and then I'm not doing nice, that. That is that what Mel's doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't I don't know, man. I don't. My job is so fucking intense. I can't imagine because I know your job is answering a lot of emails. So yeah. I can't imagine you writing the body of an email. And yeah, like, yeah. I have enough time, a hard enough time, like sitting on a moving subway train with it, like rocking back and forth and writing an right, email. Exactly. And I and now imagine that if you take one step to the right, you die. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, actually, now I'm back in. That actually now does I'm, sound a bit like the New York City subway. Actually, it does. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> good enough ah, yeah everybody welcome to the media lunch break bringing you all of your comic eek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and then burn that sandwich off while composing an email my it's name called is toasting a sandwich what it's called toasting us if you're gonna burn a sand it's called toasting you toast a sandwich i'm so sorry i interrupted you for that yeah i know for that 
I thought you were going to take a pause and then you didn't. I, I, do I often take a pause in this? Occasionally. Occasionally. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Uh, it's true. To toast a yeah. sandwich. Yeah. I don't even remember. My name is Chris Trebill. Alongside me, as always, is my co host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew, again. You know what sucks? What? I exercise. <laughs> I always am like, oh, I should look into that noodle. And then I don't remember what it's called. And then I Google it and it takes me 10 minutes to figure out the name of it. And then I'm like, oh, that's what it is. I'll look it up later to see if I can find it somewhere. And then I forget the name of it. And it's just a cycle I have. And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's what it's called. Ice cream. Let me just buy some ice cream real quick. Um, You okay there, champ? I'm seeing if I can find it. It's got a it's like a Japanese name. I don't remember. Uh, No, noodle. um, Let's see. Noodle. Seppuku noodles. (laughs) Negative calorie this just take me to sure oh, wait, wait, wait. son of a bitch it took me 10 seconds uh, well once i figured out the proper google phrase yes it took me 10 seconds jesus too. anyway if you're listening out there send nudes <laughs> noodles <laughs> n-o-o-d-s okay cool let's that's not a, i don't want any naked pictures of you ugly motherfuckers <laughs> unless you're taking the sheer talking noodles then let's see how yeah, this works if you're covered in noodles yep <laughs> I'll start the show in a second. Now I'm on this thing. Noodles of white noodles. They're often miracle noodles. Da, 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 da. Interesting. High viscous fiber. Ugh. How do you feel about things with high viscous fiber? God. I was going to ask, you, are you going to start having some now? But you don't really need that. That's not really like if you work out, I don't think you need to like shed pounds. Uh, I could use to shed a few pounds. I don't know about that. I think if you. Thanks. I mean it. I This is my very unprofessional opinion. But I think if you were to say gain an extra hour in your day or two hours in your day to that you wanted to spend working out lord knows i'm trying i know but i i would think it would benefit you more to like really focus on weightlifting and like build up yeah bulk. that's what i've been trying to do god i'm gonna hate this conversation later but uh that's because it's such a bro conversation <laughs> this is the most bro conversation that we've uh, that we've ever had not only on this podcast but ever in life like, yeah, in, person, in life with yeah. each other it's god but uh, that's what i've been trying to do i've been trying to wake up like i'm slowly making my way back to 5 a.m that's oh, what wow. i'm trying to get hit to and uh, lifting weights also burns more calories than cardio anyway it does yeah but it also i mean it has a certain it also depends on how you want to look like uh, we've talked about the chadwick boseman thing of like when he had to be in the suit he had to do a lot of cardio when he was out of the suit right. he did a lot of like weightlifting and stuff like that so it depends on that yeah i just want to be Tone. Like I don't. For me, I don't it's even, also I don't even. It's more about not dying for me, right? And uh, evident, my grandfather, who I look exactly like, mm-hmm. ha- had four at, different open heart surgeries. At current age, yeah, that's yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've lived a difficult life, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> but he before he died, he had four different open heart surgeries, right? And uh, I can barely run a block. When I'm not like regularly doing cardio. Right. So that's my main thing is just not he did live to be like 102. Yeah. And he lived off of hard tack. So, you know, (laughs) it's going to be fine for you. Don't worry. You'll, you know, the body adapts, Andrew. Yeah. The body adapts. Yeah, I mean, he was raised through like the Great Depression. So I'll be fine. Yeah. If that if they could live through that thing and make it that long. Yeah. You're fine. Oh, I have to go through the housing crisis and some inflation and 9-11. Yep. (laughs) Yes. I I know. We're very stressed, our generation. It's real rough. Yeah. And don't forget Y2K. 
Y2K. That was almost a thing. Yeah. yeah. I barely remember that because I was a child. You know why? Because uh, you regressed <laughs> and you just blocked it away. How old were you during Y2K, Chris? That was, uh, I would have been a junior, I think, in high school. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was 12. I was slightly older than you then. <laughs> yeah, but you no, know, the difference between 12 and like 16 is a big difference. Yeah, to a judge. but <laughs> <that was> like, <laughs> Actually, I don't think it is unless you're in the South. <laughs> then it might be. <laughs> oh, Andrew. Actually, this is fine. Oh, it's your cousin? Never mind. Uh, it depends on what state you're in. It goes, it flips then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's your, co- your blood related? Then we have no place here. Yeah. Go with with God. Jesus. <laughs> the hell is going on with this episode already? <laughs> this is a good episode so far, is, Chris. Is it? Who can tell? <laughs> Who's the judge on that? This is off the rails. The title of this episode, we're going to talk more about anything except the main topics, this anything except the news, because so I'm going to have a weird, a real hard time it's just, naming this episode. It was, it's weird because like normally it's on a rails and then it goes off the rails, but we'd miss the rails like immediately yeah. from coming. Yeah. The title of this episode is going to be like, can you marry your cousin if it's 16? <laughs> the title of this episode should just be three question marks. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. No, nothing. I just leave the description blank. No time codes. Nothing. Just three question marks. And in every box, just question marks. Just a picture of a man shrugging. Just (laughs) Andrew. What? It is apparently. Yeah. As I look on my calendar, Uh I'm looking at it right now. Yes. It's not a calendar. I'm doing a bit. Oh, oh. But um, as I look at my calendar, thank you. As I'm looking at my calendar, it tells me, it tells me. What's it telling you? Today happens to be. Let me check. Yeah, it's the, actually the best damn day of the week, Andrew. What? Because it is Tuesday News Day. Oh my God, it's the Tuesday News Day. Yes, is your calendar telling you that as well? It absolutely is. Yeah, I, I, you just got a notification about it, didn't it? I did. Yeah. If I had a calendar, you sure as shit would, <laughs> uh, you'd know. You'd know that I had a calendar yep. and that it said T-U-E-S-D-A-Y space N E W. S space D-A-Y. I did it. For branding purposes, I'm going to say, let's just make Newsday one day. One, let's one make it word. all one word. Yeah. Tuesday, the whole thing. Yeah. I'm good Tuesday with Newsday. it. Yeah, I'm good with it. Tuesday, Tuesday Newsday. Newsday. Yeah. Trademarked. <laughs> Copyright. Mm-hmm. Copyright Chris and Andrew. No, you know what? Copyright Andrew Chris. Oh, wow. Give, all yeah. one word, though. Yeah. Oh, Andrew and, Chris. Andrew Chris. Yes. Andrew Chris. Yes. And from now on, anything we copyright and brand <laughs> is all one word. It's like that time I kept accidentally misspelling the name of our own podcast because <laughs> I kept saying lunch break was one word and you're oh, like, it's yeah. two words. And I was like, no, wait, fuck. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, somewhere in here, we're going to talk about the news. Uh, I got some news. You got some news? I have some news. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a lot of news. No, it was a slow news week. It was a slow news week. I've got some fun news, but. I didn't get to watch a trailer, and I wanted to watch a trailer today because I might have wanted to talk about it. But what I didn't. trailer? And I'll tell you if I saw it. I think it. it's called The Machine. Nope. Did Do not. you know that bit? There's this comedian. There's <sighs> Wait. This, I'm confused. Is this. Is it, this uh, I'm getting to it. Okay. There's this stand up comedian who became famous for one joke. So one of those guys kind of. 
something like um, Louis C.K. No, no, I wouldn't say that about Louis C.K. No, he didn't take time. his penis out in front of an assistant. He just he had like one joke that made him really, really famous. Like um, Ron White has the like tater salad joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so this guy were they in the redneck. Right. Yeah. 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 So he went through the. Um, the like TikTok circle, like his one video kept getting po- spread and spread and spread. It's this long joke right. that's a true story, evidently, about when he took a class trip in college to Russia and he ended up like accidentally getting involved with a mob. Oh, and wait. they were introducing I've him. Heard about right. This. They yeah. were introducing him to like these head honchos and they were like, What's this guy's name? And he was like, Oh, my name's the machine or something yes. like that. It's this long yes. joke. And then they they go to rob a train, but the train is full of his classmates. Yes. <laughs> and so he ends up robbing his classmates with the Russian mob, essentially. They're making a movie about that. Yes. That stars him and Mark Hamill. Is it... It's not Jimmy Tatra. Is it... It's Burt Kreischer. Yes. Yes. I know who Burt Kreischer is. Yeah. He, um... He famously always does stand up with no shirt on. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I I've, I had heard about this. I haven't seen the trailer for it, but I've heard of this. Yeah. I got to check it out. Interesting. Interesting. And that's the Tuesday news. Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? So you have some other stories, some things that we actually have seen that we can or talk about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do. I do. You want to start us off there, buddy? Chris. Yes. Something smells fishy. And this time it isn't because your ex-girlfriend is back. Because Aquaman 2. Got her. <laughs> because Aquaman 2 is bombing with test audiences. Oh, this has yeah. been reported by Jeff Snyder and backed up by big screen leaks who said, quote, they're really going to need to fix this one and fix it fast. But there is a silver lining to this. There are plenty of other fish in the sea, Chris. Parentheses, pun, close parentheses. <laughs> and there are plenty of other characters in the DC universe. Rumors have circulated lately about Jason Momoa being cast as Lobo in a yes. future DCU production. Maybe this movie will be bad enough that we get that switch. The uh, I've actually heard that the reason they have not officially come out and said that he's Lobo is because they don't want to... to basically be like yeah he's gonna be lobo now because aquaman because then everyone's gonna go well what about aquaman does it it must suck yeah well everyone's gonna be like so you're telling me i don't have to watch this because we're never gonna see this character again yeah exactly yeah. it's gonna be a lame duck uh, uh movie essentially yeah i've heard the same thing that this is like so, somebody came out and was like yeah apparently this is the worst dc movie ever and i was like Hold you, wait a minute. Hold you. Slow your roll. Hold I'll be on. the judge of that. I think you're forgetting about other DC movies. All yeah. right? That's one. Okay. There's so many. Yeah. Two, apparently all Batmans are out of this now. Hmm? So that's the other thing. There was supposed to be Ben Affleck in, in this movie. In this movie. Yeah. Because there was a, he, he posted a Twitter uh, uh, picture on, on Twitter Instagram. or Instagram or something With, of him and Affleck. Yeah. Yes. And they were like, he's in it. And, da, da, da. and now and there was time that they said Michael Keaton was in it. And nobody knew, like, is it one? Is it both? What's going on? Now, apparently, both of them are gone out of that as well. I wonder if they just thought that putting Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton in all of their movies would fix their problems. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about this, and I was like, 
Michael Keaton, I think, has never been snubbed more oh, than he has yeah. like by this one company. He's more famous than he's ever been, and he can't get a job. No, he gets the job. <laughs> well, yeah. But he can't get into the final cut. And I'm like, part of me is like, what the fuck are you people doing over there? Like, I know. You're getting this guy. First of all, he's not cheap. Yeah. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a big movie star. And has been for decades. And he's very good. And he's very good. Yeah. And he's an Oscar nominee. So all of that equals money, 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 money. So he's not cheap. Secondly, he is a box office draw. Like, especially in this world. Yeah. He's a box office draw. Yeah. Thirdly, what, uh, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you can make an argument that we wouldn't have this without him. Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, between the 76 Superman, his Batman, and I'll say the first X-Men. One, two, three. Like, you don't get yeah. to any of this other stuff without those three movies. But even, I, like, additionally, if, like, okay, so they're going to make, let's say they made the movie, but they didn't cast him and they cast someone else. Right. And it ends up tanking. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That sets us back 20 right, years, that's, probably. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. The, the combination of all those things coming together. Yeah, I don't, I, I, listen, Aquaman was, it was fine, it was, I fell asleep during it three times I, before yeah. I saw it all the way through. But it was not, again, when people are like, this is the worst DC movie, I'm like, ah, hold on. Yeah. Because I saw Aquaman and I've seen the other DC movies. Yeah. And Aquaman, compared to those, was decent. Yeah. Like, again, it was... I think even not compared to them. I think just in general, it's an okay it's film. An, it's, enterta- it's an entertaining yeah. film. And... I find it hard to believe that a movie that was at at the very least an entertaining film for the first go around for that character. Usually the sequel can kind of surpass the original because you've taken off all the shackles of like, we got to get the exposition now. We got to introduce these characters and this and what's the Spider-Man. The original Spider-Man trilogy is a great example. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have the first one, which was great. But the second one, man, everything's because like, you can actually put like a two hour long plot in it instead of 45 minutes of setup. Exactly. Yeah. And Aquaman has got to be the same way. So I, I'm finding it hard to believe it's going to be absolute dog shit. That being said, oh, man, if the test screenings are saying this is bad, because usually those are like, oh, yeah, everything. Because you're usually those te- those early test screenings are by people who work for Warner Brothers. That's what they called it. A friends and family screening. Yeah, that's their friends and fam. Their oof. fucking wives are like, what is this dog shit? What is like this? their kids are like, you're not going to put this in theaters, are you? I got a babysitter to watch this. <laughs> yeah. I want my money back. It was free. I don't give a shit. This is where you've been going to work every day. (laughs) To be fair, we have to put this out there because we've talked a lot of I guess it's not really talking shit because we said it's probably much better than they're saying it is. Batgirl also did very, very badly in test screenings because it wasn't finished. Right. So uh, and also because it had Michael Keaton in it. (laughs) That's right. Same. Maybe. Just saying. Maybe. And maybe a little bit of racism. But uh, it's important to point out that, like, maybe it's not done or something. We don't know the full story about this. Maybe they're going to add some shit. I don't know. Yeah. But I would like to see them put their money where their mouth is. And hey, man, Batgirl test screenings were bad. Got to tank it. What are you going to do? So that means this movie's not coming out, right, WB? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Why not just pull this one, too? All right. 
You know why? Because this one isn't for a tax break. Because it's got a white guy in it. Yeah. Yeah. But what a white guy. I guess. I was thinking about it and I was like, I probably said he was a really good choice for Aquaman when he got cast. He's a bad choice. I don't think I've actually I, I, I have. I like him. Yes. But I have often thought like he is. I don't like the way that they portrayed Aquaman in this. I, well, I, just I, sort of in general, he's not, he's a much better Lobo. He is. Yeah. I know. That's why I'm stoked about Lobo. Yeah, Part me of me too. wants this movie to tank because like, let's just get on with it and give yeah. him Lobo. Like, let's do that. I yeah. would really like that because I think even his Aquaman character is more Lobo mm-hmm. than it is Aquaman. Yeah. His like, my man, like yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. I don't know where this Lobo. Aquaman surfer dude thing really like yeah. doesn't work for me. The guy's supposed to be a king. I, what I do think is I think he could pull again. I think he'd be a good choice for this role so aquaman is is the king of atlantis and then around the 90s they kind of redid the character is that when they gave him a hook for a hand they gave him like a hook for a hand they gave him kind of the look that momoa has now it was cool yeah they made him just more like rough around the edges he was more like beaten yeah. down and just like i'm over being a king this is the aquaman you you had me read a thing where they go forward in time i think yes yeah this would have been around that era and like dark side has taken over everything yeah so that's like early 2000s but he was still kind of in that era as yeah, well yeah, yeah. and i'm like that's a cool aquaman like that be and momo could pull that off just like this guy who's like i was this king and i was regal and everything and then i realized like bureaucracy is bullshit and this is all yeah. horse crap and he might have been cast well if they had cast him 10 years earlier when he was still like a very young man yeah and he because if you look at his old stuff yeah he is kind of just a regular guy yeah like he's just like a handsome baby faced yeah. young man yeah. and i think he could play sort of like a young king very well and then if he turned into right. the Jason Momoa we all know that would be the natural progression of that character to when he gets yeah. his like hook hand and shit really just give him hook hand in this movie just give That's, him two hook hands give him give hook him two feet hook hands and hook feet hook hands and spatula feet that's spatula what I want feet. for flippers because right, then he can yeah, swim, yeah. for cooking you know and for cooking <laughs> of course yeah. I don't know yeah I don't know I, I'm, I'm fascinated this is a weird time like as all this stuff is kind of petering out so that we could get in the James Gunn. Oh, listen, here's the other thing. All this feels like lame duck anyway. Yeah. Like whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Shazam, Aquaman, even Blue Beetle. I'm like, what let's is wrap this? it up? Let's yeah, let's get the on Oscars with the other stuff. music is playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get off the stage. So <laughs> yeah, let's it's going to be very surreal. I'm being a little presumptuous, but it's going to be very surreal when it all starts being very good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'd be a real weird turn of events if, like, all of a sudden, like, yeah. Flash, this, Blue Beetle, Shazam, all four of them are great. And then, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're not doing those anymore. And we're like, wait, 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 wait. We've been waiting for this. Hold on. No, 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 no. Turn the Oscars movie music off. Uh, let's get, let them go, go back a, a little bit. Well, and dude, according to James Gunn on Twitter, Creature Commandos is basically fully cast and they're starting production now. Oh, really? They're doing it. Yeah, they're getting into it. <laughs> they got four it. movies left. That's true. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It is nuts. Hey, I got something for 
for you. What? Oh, that's your penis. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for wrecking. Usually people can't tell what it is over the over the camera. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. What do you what do you do? Like cam? Are you a cam girl? What's going on? Yeah. Oh, uh, wait. Do you not subscribe to my OnlyFans? Of course I do. You should. You should. You should I check do. It okay, it's, good. Uh, I mean, it's a bit like going to the zoo. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay money and then you see a bunch of weird shit. But mm-hmm. uh, sure, sure, sure. I, uh, I, I would never... You should charge more. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it. Yeah. So that means you'll pay more. You should charge more. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. Excellent. You know what's fun? I, I like episodes where we start bits and I don't know what they are and where they're going to go. <laughs> oh, you mean every episode? And so far, it's been every bit. Yeah. And I like that. We hit a weird... I, I, I don't know what this episode is anymore. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> I find that we hit a weird arc. Here's a little peek. Behind the camera? Okay. <laughs> Behind Lens? the mic? Lens? Curtain? Here's a weird peek. Here's a little inside baseball for everybody listening out there. Andrew and I tend to hit this weird arc I've found with episodes where we hit like, like a couple weeks ago, I think we had a pretty good one. And then it kind of like, it kind of crests. And then from there, we're like, let's keep these good ones going. And in trying to do that, we just get really weird for an episode. And we just go really off kilter and then it resets itself. And then next yeah. week will be I like, feel like right now you're about to put up one of those mall maps that says you are here. Yeah. And, and then and then like <laughs> next week will be moderately average. And yeah. then we're, we're like back on track and then we start that climb back up to the crest again. And uh, but now we're we're in that weird episode. We just keep waiting for it to come tumbling down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this might be it. We might be in the tumble. Oh, I fucking hope so. And we're not even aware of it. My God. Yeah. Do you have any news, Chris? I think so. Let's find out. <laughs> I have things written on a note in my phone, and I'm going to read them out loud, and we'll see if it's news or not, really. <laughs> we got some casting news. Oh. Uh, Steven Yoon. Oh, yeah. Has been cast in the Thunderbolts. Yeah. They haven't said what part he's going to play yet. Uh, some people have... Rumored that it's going to be the, I don't I think I'm saying this right, the Centurion? Nope. No? Am I <laughs> did wrong Did you even this? write it down? I did not because I was trying to find, I had heard it somewhere and then I was trying to find other articles that back that up and I couldn't find Century. it. What's, Century. Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, so they're rumoring that he's the Century. I don't, I don't. Is it Century or it's the just Century? Century? I think. All right, then the rumor he said, "Listen, you're the Marvel guy. I know. I was turning to you to explain all this to me. Yeah, in small words and graphs, if you could, please. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, he's so. If you don't know Stephen Yun, he uh, he's from The Walking Dead. He actually brings some nice pedigree to this. He was from The Walking Dead. He got nominated for an Oscar a couple years back for Minari. Oh wow. Uh, he was in Nope. And then, oh uh, yeah, I still gotta yeah, see that. I started it and I've not finished it yet. Uh, I'm gonna start over because I'm like I should watch this in one sitting. <laughs> but he was a nope, and then uh, he's also the voice of Invincible and Invincible as well. Oh yes, I had to remember who which character was Invincible <laughs> in the in the show Invincible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know the the guy he kept showing up on screen in every scene. Oh, that's not true. He's not in every scene. Uh, he's almost in every scene. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, who's Century? Tell me about Century. Century's this guy who uh, he he took a serum. Okay. And it gave him like insane powers. I feel like it's, that's a common thing in the in the Marvel universe. It is. Do they get those out is, in the bottom of a box of Wheaties or something? What is this? Sentry is an interesting character, though. Okay. Because 
It makes me a little worried. Remember when Captain Marvel showed up and it was like, well, she's the strongest person. And it, it every now and then it feels a little bit like it's a little bit like the, the Superman issue right. where it's like if he's here, why anyone else? Right. Like, oh, we've got the Justice League. We have this regular man dressed as a bat. We have this regular man who can shoot a bow and arrow. Right. We have this guy who is the same speed as Superman, but without any of his other powers. We have this woman who's very strong, yep. but weaker than Superman. Right. And we have Superman. And then we have a god. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a guy who can do literally anything. Yeah. Sentry is. So, you know, um, Scarlet Witch, for anyone who uh, who watches the MCU, but hasn't um, hasn't listened to us for very long or doesn't know the comics that hasn't well. Hasn't cracked a book. Yeah. We, we talked a little bit about... Um, Man. Oh, House of M, I think is the name of it. Yep. Scarlet Witch literally just whispers the words, no more mutants. And all of a sudden, all of the mutants, all of the X-Men are just regular people. And all time and space has been manipulated to accommodate her desire. That's how strong she is. The Sentry, Sentry or the Sentry, I guess it's either or. Oh, so I was right. Yeah, you were right. So maybe I do have some knowledge of things. I think it depends. I think it's on on what on, on how what on, they're identifying that day on whether you are saying it. <laughs> Fair. Yep. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, whichever way makes you right and me wrong. It's widely believed in the comics, and it's been talked about by characters in the comics that the Sentry's powers uh, dwarf that of Scarlet Witches. He is basically immortal. He basically mm-hmm. can't die. He has molecular manipulation, so he can, like, rearrange molecules at will. Okay. He has superhuman strength. What else? He's super fast, high in vulnerability. Right. Agility, superhuman reflexes. He's right. basically our Superman. Right. Marvel's Superman. Yeah. He can fly. Not your you know. Superman. Not your personal Superman. He can teleport. Fucking literally everything. So... I don't really know how they're gonna do this and make it interesting. Well, so then that means that per the the formula uh, that we've been using for this movie and for really all movies now, he beats a guy with a gun. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay. All right. Well, I'm thankful he's not another guy with a gun. Well, but okay. So here's my question, though. Is it going to be a bit like... Sui- the su- I don't remember which one. One of the suicides. The first Suicide Squad. Okay. 2016. Yes. Where a bunch of regular people go up against like this insane superhuman demon woman. Right. Uh, so I wonder if the Thunderbolts are going to be gathered to investigate this like crazy superhuman. Oh, being. and it's century slash the century. Right. Do you think they're going to invest- parentheses the parentheses century? Shretry. Yeah. Do you think they're going to go to investigate just if they're called the century or century and they're like, hey, we can't figure this out. I like, think what they're going to do is be like, oh, man, there's this guy who's like crazy, strong, crazy, fast, literally the most powerful thing we've ever encountered in our history. Bucky's a guy with a gun, right? Can we just send him? He's a guy with a gun. Send that guy with a yeah. gun. They're going to take turns. Yeah, They're right. just going to go like, send a guy with a gun. Yeah. And then when that guy, and then just an iron arm, come, arm comes back and they're like, 
All right, send the next guy with the gun. They turn to Nick Fury and they're like, you're, you're a guy with a gun. Do you want to do this? And he's like, no, no way. I'm just a guy with a gun. And they're like, oh, OK, Bucky, you go. Raise your hand here. We're facing a guy who took a serum and now he's got uh, strength. Raise your hand here if you've taken a serum. OK, looks like four out of five. OK, let's see. Let's narrow this down a little bit. Raise your hand if you're taking a serum and, you've, and you're packing a gun. Okay, same four out of five. Okay, were you made in a laboratory? Nope, four out of five. Okay. Um, I like the idea that they're like, uh, you know, Bucky, his uh, his arm, his metal arm is in the shop. And they're like, all right, everybody, raise your hand if uh, you don't want to do this. And Bucky raises his right hand and they're like. Raise your left hand. And he's like, not cool, guys. Not cool move. <laughs> like, oh, I guess no. All right. I guess you're going, Bucky. Oh, man. Everyone else raised their left yeah. hand. So uh, 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 let me just see. Uh, just I just want to take a survey. Uh, were you created in a response to Captain America? Oh, four out of five again. OK. <laughs> hmm. What are we going to do here? I guess we'll just send all of them. Uh, yeah. Let's just send them all in. Okay. Well, like I said, I'm I'm at least at least we're getting some powers here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so far we have Ghost and this Who guy reportedly isn't going to be in the movie anymore. Yes, I heard that too, which is a yeah. horrible mistake. Because that let's see, that leaves us Florence Pugh, who's a Black Widow, Sebastian Stan, who's the Winter Soldier, David Harbor, who's the Red Guardian. Uh, Wyatt Russell, who's U.S. agent, maybe Harrison Ford. I was wondering that too. I know they maybe say, Elaine Bennis. Um, yeah, uh, Taskmaster, right? Who's who's replicates all the guys with the guns. She's going to be able to shoot really well. Yeah, and then and then the only other person they have listed right now is ghost who apparently is not in it anymore maybe that's what they're going for though i mean i like it might be their attempt to make a good suicide squad movie where it's like where like if they are going after sentry maybe the goal is to make them as as ineffective right as possible to give them a big challenge to overcome and so to make them as ineffective as possible they just get all the people of the same skill set and they're like well we can't really do anything else this is yeah they're like you know what we need guys we don't need people who are tactical and trained soldiers and good at hand-to-hand combat and good with guns we need people with superpowers but we only have you guys so well who are you gonna get well that's the thing you could get anyone who like is I don't know. But here's the thing that and that's the thing about uh, the one thing that that uh, a DC movie has over the MCU is like the thing that James Gunn figured out with the Suicide Squad is like, well, the hell with like, you know, grabbing a bunch of people we've already introduced. I We have this entire comics universe. Yeah. Let's, and we've established that they're all out there somewhere. Let's yeah. just grab a rando bunch. Well, and frankly, and roll the the, dice. Uh, you know, he's he he's the first person to really realize origin stories don't matter. Right. At this point in the game, you show what the person can do and then you let them do it. Right. At this point in the game, the audience has now gotten smart enough. We understand how all this works. At some point, something happened and now they're a superhero or villain or both. Right. Nobody watched the new Suicide Squad movie and thought, 
what's that weasel guy's backstory? Like, I, I, it's a fine movie, but it really would be better if I knew where he came from. I don't know how any of these people came to be who they are. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. We understand. Like, all right, somewhere along the line, some shit happened, and these people. So, and that's what I mean. Like, why feel the need to call all these people just who are just basically the same person? Yeah. And then put them together. That's not really a team. That's not, you know, I guess the only thing is like if they made this instead like a SEAL Team 6 type of movie, then that's interesting to me. Like, you know, then we need to get these people together because it's, you know, it's a military operation. I do worry a little bit that it's a lot of stars. Right. So because like in a movie like that, you do kind of need a couple people to follow closely. You know, you think of something like predator or aliens there's like a team of people but you really only focus on like two or three of them and there's one hero right well and the other thing is with a lot of stars a lot of times they're like well i need x amount of screen time or else this is not worth my time exactly you know and they're not wrong frankly but it does make it very difficult yeah you brought up harrison ford i know they said he's gonna be he's gonna be captain america for it but do you think maybe this is his first appearance I don't know. Do you think they throw him in as a cameo or like a post credit scene or something? I don't know. He's the fucking. I'm asking you for for your opinion. Uh, I, 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 maybe. I don't oh know. It's up to him. Like he he hates everything. So like I would do it if I were them. I'd be like, hey, man, get in here. You're the president. Yeah. So like uh, both in as the, like you're the character of the president in the Marvel Universe, yeah. but also of my life. So that's a, if, see, that's a new story we actually didn't get a chance to cover that i meant to talk about he's gonna be the president i know he's bookending his career he started it as the president on air force one yes he started his career as air force one get off my plane that was his first movie ever look it up and he's gonna end it with this he's gonna just they're gonna be they're gonna yell cut that's a wrap and he's gonna just like stab himself he's not uh uh, what's his fucking thunderballs what's his fucking uh, (laughs) ross Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross Thaddeus Ross Tha- yeah. Who names their kid Thaddeus A real pretentious prick He's never been the president in the comics right This is uncharted territory I I mean you're asking me if something Has never happened in the Marvel comics Oh that's true I, that's, it, pr- yeah. I mean probably he probably has But my guess is that They're doing what I think I suggested They do which is they and it's probably about listened. damn time Yeah they probably listened and they were like Oh that's a good idea Andrew good job And then they patted yeah. me on the back but I felt it. I felt it right here on my back. But regardless, what I think happened is rather than just have a different actor step in, because that was Ike Perlmutter's bullshit that he thought, ah, no one will notice. Just put another actor in and we'll just give him the same name. And instead, they're picking a different character for him to play who will replace the character of Thaddeus Ross. And this will be a new character who is also because we haven't seen the president of the United States in the Marvel Universe, right? Right. So I suspect it. Oh, uh, no, we we saw one in uh, Iron Man three. Jesus, I have no memory of that. But that was so long ago. It yeah, be a different I don't think it's been anyway. more than four years. Yeah. So it's a different guy now. Yeah, there you go. So I yeah, suspect yeah. he will be the person. They'll probably be like, ah, since Thaddeus Ross died, someone has to take it over and it's too top secret. I can't trust it with anybody. So I'm going to take it over myself. So you you don't think he's playing Thaddeus Ross? I don't. I think they've confirmed he's playing Thaddeus Ross. I'm pretty sure they, they said he's definitely doing that. and He's going to be Thaddeus Ross, and Thaddeus Ross is the president. That's a stupid name. 
I know. That's why I keep saying it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Don't listen to me. I'm going to cut all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll step in. I, that's that's what I would do, though. But why here's the do thing. This? Actually, it's kind of a combination of what you're of what you think is a good idea and what you think is a bad idea. Where if you're replacing an actor for whatever reason and putting a new guy into the same part, make it different enough that like it feels kind of new. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not just, you know, he's just the same old Thunderbolt Ross that we've seen in every movie where he's a general or whatever the hell he is. Yeah. And it's just a different actor. Like now it's a new, he's, he's progressed in his career. He's older. We got a different actor. It all feels very fresh and new. And so it kind of gives Harrison Ford also, like a a way to kind of do a different take instead of having to try and do like some sort of weird, you know, William Hurt impression. Not yeah, that yeah. he would, but like he doesn't have to be the same character. He can right. be very different now because clearly he's something has changed. Yeah. What uh, what else? What else you want to talk about here? Ant-Man. More like can't man. I don't like that joke. Nope. I'm sorry. Wait, do you want me to? Can I can I throw another one? Because I think I know what this story is. So can I can I throw it out there? I'll try and give you a, a better intro. Sure. Andrew, we finally settled the age old debate. Who could win in a fight? An ant or a bear? But specifically. Oh, this is not the same story. Okay. No? Okay, go on. Ant Man. More like Can't Man. I don't like that joke. I'm sorry. I'll just get my VFX team to make it better in post-production because the VFX team for Ant-Man Quantumania might be looking for new work anyway. Oh, you were doing you were in the middle of a joke and I interrupted you. I'm sorry. That's correct. Yeah. Now you're even. Uh, But we always try to be very respectful when talking about VFX in film Mm -hmm. because those teams are famously underpaid, understaffed, overworked, overworked, and frankly, VFX aren't that important. (laughs) In the immortal words of Britta Perry... Quote, maybe if you put stain remover on a turd, you don't get a diamond. You just get a turd with less direction in life. If your movie is bad, it doesn't matter how pretty it is. And all that being said, Marvel seems to disagree because Vulture has shared the anonymous testimonies of three VFX artists that worked on Quantumania, and they are not happy. No, they're not. The employees note that many members of their staff were moved to work on Black Panther Wakanda forever, as both films were in post-production at the same time, evidently. The testimonies include comments about working 80-hour weeks, being underfunded and understaffed, and one of them even said of Marvel, quote, they're squeezing blood out of stones, and we're out of blood. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty good. They should move that guy over to script writing, actually. They should. This comes just months after Taika Waititi publicly mocked the visual effects in his own movie, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, So, yeah, that's a thing that's happening. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. First of all, the travesty of this is like this part of this is not a new story because uh, the VFX teams are constantly in this situation, yeah. right? Um, it does kind of it's it's very interesting because it does kind of give credence to what we were talking about last week with Ant Man, which is yeah, if you could feel it in this movie, yeah, you could feel the the actors had no idea what they were talking about or two or two in a good portion of this movie because they hadn't figured it out. And they were just playing around with whatever. And so they just said, there's a giant thing. 
yeah. talk about a giant thing without referencing any specifics for us. It definitely felt like there was a lot of like running in place. Right. While the world moved around them. Right. Yeah. And you can feel it in this movie. It's palpable in this movie. Yeah. And also kind of actually towards the joke I was trying to make. You can see it in the performance. This is the the box office of this is the second biggest drop off for an MCU movie from first week to second week in history. Yeah. And it was beaten by a bear on cocaine. (laughs) And listen, uh, listen, uh, it's hard. It's hard to beat. The temptation to go see a movie just simply entitled Cocaine Bear. Yeah. That puts it so up front. So I get it. But like at the very an MCU movie on this level with a star that is so fucking charming as Paul Rudd. That is kicking off a brand new phase that is introducing the big bad for the rest of the phase here. Yeah. If Cocaine Bear was going to do anything, it should have taken a chunk out of the second week and maybe slowed that. But it should have. And and Cocaine Bear would have had a solid number two opening and Ant-Man stayed at number one. But it didn't. Yeah. And that's really got to say something. Yeah. People are like, is this the end of the MCU? And no, I don't think it is. No, not even close. By a long shot. I think that what's going to have to happen is like. Kind of, again, something that we were kind of talking about, something a question I brought up to you last week is like, at a certain point, we're going to have to like re- almost reboot this, yeah. right? Like we're all going to have to calm it down. There's a thousand storylines going on. And at this point, you feel the need that you have to like just go for broke with these effects, yeah. with the, which then doesn't work because it gets in the way of your story and what's happening on screen. And... It becomes a hindrance. I'm also a little surprised that so many people were diverted to Wakanda forever, which no knock on that movie is is not an effects heavy movie compared to what this was. Uh, OK, I, I kind of disagree because of all the underwater stuff. That's fa- and that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But I, However, I do see what you mean there's a lot more. Uh, what I'll call mileage in this movie of it. Like it's all CGI. And that's what I'm saying Yeah, is that there are, I'm not saying that like there weren't a lot of effects, heavy sequences in Wakanda forever. Yeah. But there are probably harder sequences to make in Wakanda forever, but there are way more sequences. But they're also shorter. Like there right, are, that's what I'm saying, but there are yet. way more sequences in Ant-Man Quantumania. This, but this, because this movie is essentially one long sequence. Right. And I'm like, again, I'm not saying like, well, you should have just ditched Wakanda forever. Not by any means, but that also, that movie is held up by the heart that it has. I yeah. mean, it's a different movie. It's a prestige movie. Well, and frankly, one of the things that these uh, VFX employees kept saying in these interviews is that, like, what would have fixed this, the CGI in this movie? What would have fixed the the visual effects is two more people. Right. It was like, just hire two more people. Yeah. Why, are, why isn't the money? Co- like, they were like, these movies make... I mean, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, the profit you're making on this, you would never notice two more people. Right. Get two additional guys to work on this for eight months. There's no. Yeah. How much money could it possibly fucking cost? Yeah. Well, I also, you know, 
The other thing is, if you're okay, if you don't want to spend the money on two more guys, then what you need to do is make some sort of it's out of control. And this is why Taika Waititi can suck a dick is because the problem is that the directors and the producers and and the writers, they come up with an idea in pre-production or they don't. And then throughout the course of this, they change their mind constantly. Yeah. They talked about that a lot in this interview as well. And they're like, at a last minute, they're like, oh, you know, no, no, what it should be is this. And then they yeah. go, oh, everybody's got to work through the weekend to make a giant amoeba happen when yeah. really it was something else entirely beforehand. Yeah. And it's like, instead, if you don't want to hire the two more guys, you don't want to spend the money on that, then you need to rein it in with, and I don't know who would be in charge of this or how you would do it. But at some point, you have to like rein it in and be like, you need to figure all this out in pre-production, right? And there has to be a stop date of like, at a certain point, that's what the thing is. If it's a giant amoeba that's running after them, it's a giant, you know, figure that out in pre-production because then you can reference it on screen. You can have Paul Rudd make lines about it and everything. And that's what it is. Yeah. And then the guys, when they put it to the VFX people, it's like it's a giant amoeba and we can toy around with exactly the specifics of that. But we're not changing essentially what this is going to be. I have a quote here from one of the VFX employees in that interview. Uh, He says, quote, for Ant-Man, there were a lot of editorial changes happening toward the latter third and fourth of the project that were just too late. There's a point of no return. Why certain things were changed, why certain notes were nitpicked longer than they should have been, that's on Marvel, but it definitely did cause a lot of tension, turmoil, and weight on everybody. Yeah, and it also starts to feel like there's not... Somebody else, uh, I heard this on a... I heard this on another podcast where they had also read... Somebody, uh, whatever, it was a Reddit thread and somebody read it and then said it and then I heard it and whatever. This is how I form thoughts. You know this. Yeah. But um, somebody noted that like people don't interact with real objects as much in these movies anymore. Yeah. As they used to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it feels kind of unnecessary to a point. You know, listen, Michael Douglas I think at some points put his hand in some sort of gel and then there were other times where it was clearly CGI and I'm not sure when those which was which do you know what I mean yeah. but that's kind of what you want there are moments when you don't need it to be CGI mm-hmm. you can make just a big gel sleeve and then he puts his hands in it and that's yeah. all you need right there's no reason why Paul Rudd and his daughter can't be running on real dirt yeah and then you see dirt kick up and things like that. And then it's a green screen around that. Like light touches with the CGI. In, in Captain America, the first Avenger, he wakes up in the hotel room and he inter- he picks up the telephone. And like in this movie, that wouldn't that telephone wouldn't be there. Yeah, they couldn't interact with anything. And that you know what? How much it costs to to VFX that telephone? Nothing, because it's a real telephone. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I was going to say, you know, the fact that they just say "Ah, it's too expensive to do because that's what these people are saying is that it has to do with penny pinching. And the fact that they are saying it's too expensive to have practical props and set dressing and stuff like that. It's cheaper 
to do to just make it all with visual effects. And that to me is like the smoking gun evidence that they are not paying these people enough. Right. If it is cheaper. Yes. To build everything out in a computer and have somebody spend 80 hours a week. Right. Just slaving away at a desk. It's you're not paying them enough. Pay them more. And then do practical stuff to even it out. <laughs> right. It's cheap. Yeah. If it's cheaper to hire a guy and make him work over the weekend and work 80 and work 80 hours. Yeah. Hire a whole team. <laughs> then it is to go down to Goodwill and get a telephone. Yeah. And go to Home Depot and get a couple bags of dirt. Right. Then they, like you said, you're right. That's the smoky gun that these people aren't being paid enough and they're, they're overworked. Yeah. There's, you know. And also, again, these movies make billions of dollars. Yeah. Just spend the extra. Because there's a thing. And again, this should be this should be evidence to Marvel. You had a great opening weekend. Great opening weekend. Yeah. Second weekend taken out by a bear on cocaine. Yeah. They had the DC movie uh, treatment. Right. Where like the trailers are great and everybody goes to see it opening weekend and they're like, meh. Yeah. But here's the thing is that the effects in that movie, I haven't seen it yet, but by all accounts, the effects in that movie are fine. Right. The bear is good. Yeah, they don't seem very good. But that's <laughs> the thing is that, but like the bear yeah. is good and then everything important. else. But it's not, it's not that important. It's not that important. People are enjoying that movie. Yes. In droves because it's not that important. They don't need to. Nobody goes to see a movie for the VFX except maybe a James Cameron movie. Right. I mean, listen, I will see a Marvel movie for the VFX, but at the same time, but again, there's a balance to the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Yes, but I disagree with that sentence. I don't think you'll see a Marvel movie for the visual effects. All right. That's fair. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. I go for the spectacle of it. The VFX are a part of the character relationships, the story, the plot. Yeah, it has to be earned. Yes. Right. And this and that's the thing. The VFX just have to be support. Right. But here's the thing. You took the cheap way out. You you said it's cheaper to make VFX out of all this stuff. You took the cheap way out Mm -hmm. and now it costs you. If you had spent a little bit more, you would be number one at the box office still. You know, also, this is going to be such a hackneyed argument that I'm sure everybody is. Everybody makes it about every VFX movie ever. But, you know, we got one like bar scene in this in this movie in Ant-Man. Right. Which is clearly kind of like feels like a nod to to the scene in Star Wars. Yeah. And that movie was practical effects left and right because they didn't have. In fact, that entire scene is completely practical. Except for the the, lightsaber, obviously. And it's one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. Yeah. Right. And it's all practical effects. Yeah. And it was done on a basically like kind of a I don't want to say a shoestring budget but like I mean yeah but kind of yeah the opening weekend of Star Wars made like four grand right or something so like it was th- made for nothing right it's nothing you know and so there's no reason that you can't you can't tell me that you can't use practical effects and practical props and 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 still not make as good a movie like it's just not you're not trying anymore yeah you're kind of you're resting on your laurels you're taking it into account that everyone's gonna go and love this movie and go back to it again and again and again 
And that's just not the case anymore. You're like, they're, they're kind of oversaturated. It does. These don't feel like an event anymore. It doesn't feel like an event because we get, you know, first of all, the last phase had like a new show every month or something, but also because I go and I'm like, well, this was a lot of cool effects, but that's pretty much it, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, there's nothing else to this and it's just not enough anymore. Like, it was visually stunning and it was novel the first few years. And now we're used to this. You're part of the zeitgeist. Yeah. So if you want us to keep coming back and you want us to, you want it to be as special as it used to be, you need to find a new way to do that. You need to surprise me. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars A New Hope cost $11 million to make and made $1,500,000 its opening weekend. But uh, over the course of many, many weekends, right, <laughs> but over the course of many weekends, it ended up making seven hundred and seventy five million dollars. Yes. And I understand that that was a different time and yeah. there were like less options available. And but it, yeah. But the thing to take away, which I suspect you're about to say, is that it it snowballed. Right. It didn't, most we almost every movie you see. Right. The most money it's going to make in a weekend is the opening weekend. Right. And then it trails away. Right. This did this the, opposite. the opposite effect. Yeah, that's People what you want. People went to see it and they went to and they went home and they went to their friend. Oh, my God. You got to yeah, see this. You got to see this fucking I'm thing. T- I'm going with you. Yeah. You know, and it just kept going. And like you said, it snowballs. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason that Ant-Man shouldn't have snowballed like it should have opened number one and then snowballed yeah you know what i mean like yeah. again it's the start of a new phase we're seeing the new villain the new thanos some villain. of the most like, charming and, actors in hollywood and again, paul rudd yeah. i would watch that guy endlessly yeah uh, you know uh and there were aspects of that movie that were that were good and charming as fuck you know if you had backed it up with anything else yeah like you'd still be number one it's ridiculous I got one more for you. All right. Just realized I've only said one story. My God, we're just ranting on this this episode. (laughs) Good Lord. We're getting a new Hellboy movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hellboy, the crooked man is getting ready to start pre-production or listen, it was announced is what I'm saying. Yeah, that was was my nickname in uh, the changing rooms and Jim. Oh, very nice. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so this is a, we got a new Hellboy movie. So we got a few things, a few details about it. So Hellboy, the crooked man, which is actually based on a storyline from the comics itself. All right. Which is good because it's also Mike Mignola is directly involved with this one as well. Here's what we know about this. So it's set in the 1950s this time. So you're getting a much younger Hellboy. And he's going into basically it's him and somebody else. Wait, nope. Abe Sapien. Thank you. Is it Abe Sapien? No, I don't think it is this time. It is a rookie BPRD. So Abe Sapien, possibly. Let's say it could be Abe Sapien. I don't think he is a BP or or whatever. Listen, I don't know. He's a fish man. He's a fish man. But aren't they all part of the BPRD? Uh, Oh, no, that's a different thing. I think that's the police department that they work with. That's the police department that they work with. I don't think they are police officers. No, they work with the police department. I mean, we're the worst people talking. I've never read a Hellboy comic. I have not, but I've been meaning to. I swear I'm getting around to it. I know. I would like Uh, to. Maybe I'll assign it as a reading assignment. I was going to say, we have gotten some as uh, suggestions from people. Okay. All right. We should take one one of those suggestions one of these days yeah. but uh, it's him and it's a rookie bpr R- R- agent in the 1950s in rural Appalachia. 
Croatia. So basically, they like roll, they roll into this town. Ah, uh, it's where I was raised. Uh, yeah, and they uh, is it about your town? Uh, what, what town is it? It doesn't matter. It's Appalachia. They're then all yes. the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they roll into a small town, and um, basically, it's haunted by a bunch of witches. And led by a local devil. Oh, yep. That's my town. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, I like all of this. This sounds really kind of interesting. Um, this is going to... F- they said this is going to feel more like in line with what the Hellboy comics were, which I kind of say, though... Yeah. I, listen, granted, I've never read a Hellboy comic, but from the, the little bit I've perused... The other movies also kind of felt like that, too. I didn't see the last one. The David Harbour one? Yeah. It's good. I don't... It wasn't great, but he's, I think, actually a really good Hellboy. Yeah. And uh, it felt different enough from uh, the Del Toro Hellboys. Yeah. I kind of wish we were giving Harbour another chance. Yeah, I do, too. I think Or Perlman. Here's the thing. Okay, so this brings me into my question. So it's set in the 1950s. So they said it's going to be a much... Younger Hellboy. So if he came about like World War Two, we're talking like teens, maybe early 20s. Yeah. So uh, whose uh, career is going to be the sacrificial lamb for this one? Who would you like to see put on the chopping block? Oh, God. What young actor would you like to see who's an up and coming young actor torpedo their career in the height <laughs> of its infancy uh, to be Hellboy? Oh, man. There's only a couple young actors who I'm really keeping my eye on sure. currently. And not in a Louis C.K. way, okay. but because they're very talented. And I don't think any of them would fit that role very who well. Who are you keeping your eye on? I'm curious. Well, like, you know, I love Sophia Lillis. Okay. Uh, who, who's in Dungeons and Dragons. Well, and, that's a and, woman, so. I know, I know. But uh, honestly, I, if she was cast as Hellboy, I'd watch it. I'm that's convinced true. she can do anything. Justice Smith is another one who was, he's in Dungeons and Dragons as well, actually. Oh, but was he, he was in also in the, Jurassic World. Yes. And he's in, uh, yeah, he's in a show called... Uh, he was in Detective Pikachu, Pikachu too. Yeah. He was in a show called The Get Down on Netflix. Okay. About uh, the birth of hip hop in the Bronx. Oh, nice. And it was yeah, but he is another one that like... Yeah. I remember I was watching Detective Pikachu and I was like, he is sobbing while talking about a fictional history about him and his father to a ping pong ball on a stick. Yep. <laughs> I yeah. just remember he sitting in the theater like, what? He's yeah. so good. This guy's giving it all for anything. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think he's a good choice for Hellboy. No, I don't think so either. So I don't know. Say Austin Butler. Let's torpedo him. Oh, sure. He's doing great. Let's take him <laughs> yeah. out. God. I, I was going to say. I actually have nothing against Austin Butler. <laughs> Do you pick somebody who whose career won't be affected, like a Tom Holland? Oh. It wouldn't be bad. Like a Teflon proof. Yeah. Career? Okay. All right. All right. New question then. Whose career is so Teflon proof that it could survive a Hellboy? Tom Holland is a good choice. Just give it to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu, actually, Keanu. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I could kind of see it. Yeah. Who else? Oh, this is a fun game. Bradley Cooper would be a great oh, Hellboy. Oh, fuck yes. And yeah. he is I know he's a little old for the young nah, Hellboy, but, if but you he would went be a back, great Hellboy. If you went back to traditional Hellboy, he actually yeah. would be a good Hellboy. I know. He'd be very good. And he good. is kind of Teflon proof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, David Harbour, I think, was enough. It's not that he was Teflon proof enough to survive Hellboy. I think he was at just the right spot in his career where it was like... Most people know you for but for like one thing, but yeah. you've also been around long enough that like. Well, I think he got very lucky. I think he was cast 
in the MCU before that movie came out. Right. But and that's the thing. You got the one, two, like you had Stranger Things. You'd already been kind of like one of those guys. Yeah. Where you've been in a bunch of stuff. Then you got cast in Stranger Things. So your star was on the rise. You did Hellboy, but also you were in the put in the MCU afterwards, like but cast beforehand. Apparently, he keeps a picture of himself as Hellboy on his dresser in his bedroom to remind him that, like, all of this could go away at any moment. Like, that's, <laughs> apparently, they were doing some sort of like. I'm going to do that too. I'm yeah. going to get a picture of him as Hellboy and I'm going to keep it. That all of this could like, go away. Everything could go away. Yeah. yeah. It, could, it could all disappear in a moment. Stay humble, that's funny. pony boy. I should um, get a picture of uh, Dana Carvey in The Master of Disguise. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like it could all leave. Well, it's two pictures. It's one of David Harbour as Hellboy that reminds you that it could it could all leave at any moment. And another one of Dana Carvey and the Master of Disguise of like, hey, listen, nothing's a sure thing. OK. Yeah. Just because they say this is going to make you a big star doesn't mean it's going to happen. OK. Yeah. He was already a big star. He was. And then he wasn't. And then, and then it ripped Master it out of his hands. Yep. But, 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 but I don't know. I just shit on Dana Carvey. He's a perfectly fine gentleman. What did you say? Uh, I guess that he could have been a big star and wasn't you take that back he could have been a big star and should be a bigger star and he was and he was i think he also stopped because reportedly if you look at his biography he had like open heart surgery and they yeah, fucked and it the up whole thing yeah there was a whole and thing. so he, he almost like died. sued them and made millions of dollars yeah, and then he was fine. like oh i don't have to work anymore yeah i'll just do some stand-up whenever i want yeah or in a podcast yeah like, which i heard is really good and i want to check yeah out. i've heard that too he also posted a pic this was almost one of my news stories okay he posted a picture of wayne's world of like a new wayne's world thing like it's mike myers right. now in the outfit and him in the outfit and they're on set was it for those commercials they did a couple of years ago? It could be. I don't know. Okay. But nobody it didn't say anything. It was just a picture. Uh, and he said, um, like, Garth, quote, I like to paint is like the caption. Interesting. And Josh Gad commented and said, Wayne's World 3, please. And no one has responded to that. <laughs> yeah, but that you could take that either way, really. Yeah. No one has responded to that because no one is going to do it. Yeah. I will. Okay. I'll play both parts. Can you get on that? Yeah. I'll do it. I don't give a shit. What else do you have? Do you have anything else? Oh, no. I'm done. Yes, you are. And I'm Treble. Yeah. See what I did there? I took that joke you do that I hate so much and I made it my own. Take a bow. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Fuck you. Wow. All right. Let's get out of here. Please. For the love of Christ. Oh, man. Wow. What an episode. Wow. What an episode. (laughs) What a journey. Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Where, for some reason, they want to find us at this point. (laughs) Where else could they find us? They can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Just Google us, man. We're fucking everywhere. We're also at SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. If you want to listen to the episodes a little bit earlier, they come out on SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break every Tuesday, bright and early, hot and ready, eight in the morning. There's a bit I'm bringing back. You can also find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook. We're on Insta. For some reason, when I did, which one did I do that to? I think Facebook, I did the Italian hands. I don't know why. But you also find 
on Facebook. Facebook. You can, no, I'm not doing that. It's a me, Mario. You can also it's find us on suck my butt. You can also find us on Instagram, where our handle is at the Media Lunch Break. We're at youtubecom slash the Media Lunch Break. We're gonna start putting out videos on you. You start. You put out a video. I put one out this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can also find us on TikTok, where our handle is at the Media Lunch Break. Even though I haven't posted a video there in fucking. Six months? Don't worry. In a couple of weeks, the government's going to make that thing illegal anyway, so it's going to be fine. Oh, my God. You can also find our merch on Teespring. And if you would like to check out what merch we have, visit our Twitter account. That's at Media Lunch Break. And the top post that is pinned to the top has a link to our sweet, sweet merch. You can also, if you'd like to help out the show, you can go to patreon.com slash the Media Lunch Break. Give us a little bit of money. I just remembered I said last week I was going to post a picture on there, so I got to do that. Uh, If you're listening to this, it's still there. So go look. I'll do it after we finish, after we wrap this up. Sure you will. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. It's part of the mystery. You can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com or you can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and a reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. And special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. For just being super awesome. Yeah. As always, like Andrew said, uh, you can leave a rating and a a reviewing and a reviewing. A rating and a reviewing. Am I drunk or am I? The answer is yes. Yes, it is. Uh, you can leave a rating and a review and you can leave it right in app. It really does help. As always, you leave a five-star rating. <laughs> you can leave whatever kind of review you want in there. This week, uh, if you leave a five-star rating, let us know what actor's career you would like to have torpedoed by playing Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> As all, so that, This week was the best damn day of the week. The Tuesday, Newsday, next week is going to be something else. Do I have anything in the calendar coming up? It says a whole lot of no, but we'll figure something out. I'm sure there's something out there for us to talk about. Uh, That being said, the point of this is this. If you're listening to this and you're like, hey, you two haven't figured out something to talk about. Well, I saw something that you should talk about. Let's talk about this. Or, hey, I did something and you should talk about this. Send it over to us, right? Uh, we're going to be talking, no matter what we're going to be talking about, on top of that, we're going to be doing Danger Street for the reading assignment. But if you have a reading assignment, like we said, we haven't read any Hellboy. Occasionally, somebody out there sends us, hey, you should read this storyline in Hellboy. Send it over. If you're a creator, you made something. You wrote a comic. You filmed a pilot. You made a film. Anything like that. You want to send it over to us? You want us to give it a shout out? Talk about it? Put some eyes on it? Put some ears on it? Point some people towards it? Send it over. We'll totally... Bring some attention to it. I didn't know what I wanted to do with that. <laughs> Other than that, that's it, man. Yeah. There it is. There it is. We, we made it. a thing. Oh, man. Uh, what is this thing? I don't know, but there it is. Yeah. And that's how easy it is, guys. There wasn't a thing, and now there's a thing. That's it. That's all it takes to make a thing. So go out right now. Go make a thing. If you're listening to this right now and you're not making a thing, and you just listen to this all the way through, I mean, if you listen to this all the way through, you should be inspired and just go... Well, if that counts, <laughs> then I can make a thing. Go make a yeah. thing. Go do something. That's it. That's all I got. I'm spent. I'm tired. I feel like I've been answering emails on a treadmill for like Jesus. an hour. It's going to be Finn Wolfhard, isn't it? Oh, that'd be weird. 
That'd be a really thin, yeah, like stringy, like. Well, they're gonna put fake muscles on him. That's true. I guess they do that for all of them, don't they? You know who'd be a really good one, actually? Who? Will Poulter. Oh yes! Why didn't you bring that up before? Because I didn't think about it. <laughs> that actually would be really good. He would be a really good Hellboy. I know, but his career isn't bulletproof yet, but he does have Marvel stuff in the future. That's true. And so maybe it is. Maybe it will be. So get him as Hellboy now. Yeah. Galaxy comes out. He's a little more bulletproof. And then when the Internet goes crazy for the fact that he's Hellboy and everyone hates him and he's not Ron Perlman. Yeah. He at least has Galaxy to fall back on. Yeah. So he's a little. Yeah. Or it's going to be Timothy Chalamet. Actually, I could I could see Chalamet pulling that off. He'd be fine. I, he'd be he could do brooding. He could do dark. Sure. Yeah. They're just like him and Finn Wolfhard are like the two most famous young actors. Him and Finn Wolfhard. You know what? You do. Here's what you do. Finn Wolfhard, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet, Timothy, Timothy, Timothy uh, Chalahard. You take him. You put. You have them stand like together, and then you take one muscle prosthetic and you wrap it around both their skinny little arms and that makes one hellboy okay great that's what it is that's what it is that's where you go from there is this anything i feel like that's good i uh, it's gonna have to be yes yeah. i don't have anything else great i don't i got nothing <laughs>